Welcome to the Glasgow Triathlon Club podcast for December. We're going to um, focus today on Christmas gifts. They obviously don't have to be Christmas gifts. They could be future birthday gifts. They might be a gift for yourself. Um, some, it's you know something suitable for all budgets. Um, we've got Fiona Russell on talking about some of the ideas that she put together for her gift guides this year for running and cycling. Um, she's also got some other gift guides online as well for things like skiing. Um, we've got various different members of the club um, with little short snippets of their favourite bits of kit and their gift ideas. Um, and we've got Chris on as well. We're talking a bit more about sort of lifestyle kind of gifts. Um, first message though comes from Zoe and Zoe brought up something that I will talk about a wee bit more um, as we go and actually just as we go through the podcast anyway but it's a very valid point um, and it is about budget so I'll let Zoe do the talking. Can I be contentious and say that actually um, you know all this kit is brilliant but in the end, all you actually need to do a triathlon is a bike and uh, a swimsuit of some kind. Uh, I did my first uh, ever brevets from 200 to 400 kilometres all on a very old second-hand bike, a mountain bike with huge fat tyres and a rusty fork that I bought for 50 quid on a Bulgarian bike market. Uh, I did the Edinburgh Half Ironman on a... A uh, bitsy bike built with an old Peugeot frame by the Commonweal uh, for less than 200 quid. Um, and I also did a thousand kilometre brevet around Scotland on that. Um, so, you know, I can tell you what, you know, bits of kit I love the most, but I think sometimes it can be a bit alienating, especially to the people who can't afford all the top gear. So, I think the most important message is. If you've got a pair of wheels and if you've got a swimsuit, you can do a triathlon. So, yeah, I think that's um, a really important point that Zoe made and something that we've tried to cover um, throughout all of this podcast, to be quite honest. You know, we all know triathlon is a really, really expensive sport. We know you can spend hundreds of pounds alone on race entries um, and we don't need to be buying thousand pound turbos or 500 pound watches we don't really need 400 pound power pedals to have a good time Um, and hopefully you'll hear from some people uh, during this podcast that have offered some budget friendly options we've we've kind of gifts range from like 12 pounds to 400 (laughs) pounds so quite a wide variety um or possibly more than that um but yeah, I think it's just really important to bear that in mind that if you do love somebody and you are on a tight budget, as many of us are this year, uh, some of us are very, very happy with the Lega socks, which are £12 from Runner's Need. <clears throat> hint, hint, hint. <laughs> so bearing all that in mind, we are going to hear now from Fiona Russell. Right, welcome to the podcast, Fiona Russell, um, also known online as Fiona Outdoors. I can't believe we've been going for a year and we've not had you on yet. Um, <laughs> Fiona, can you tell us a bit about yourself, how long you've been with the club, um, what you do for the club now? Okay, so I think I've been with the club about 15 or 16 years. Yeah. And uh, for the past, oh, I don't know, maybe 
five to ten years I've been writing the blogs for the website and I keep the website updated as well um, for example just more recently we've been having lots of COVID updates um, on the website so I'll be the person who's updating all that oh gosh <laughs> I know <laughs> and um, generally I suppose I do kind of the communications for the club uh, a little bit on social media but it's mainly um, the blog and the website and I'm always looking for stories from club members and um, ideas to put onto the blog yep perfect and you're also a journalist as well aren't you yep so I'm a journalist of some 30 odd years and uh, latterly but last 15 years I've been a freelance journalist and I'm also a blogger so I'm a professional blogger I write blogs for other people's websites and I also run my own website. I can give you a nice little plug. I'm sure most people know yes, it's FionaOutdoors.co.uk, <laughs> which is uh, mainly focused on Scotland, although sometimes travel stuff. And I write about people's inspirational stories and adventures, my own adventures, activities to do, things to do, kit and all that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, yeah, I'm kept really busy. I think uh, most people will have read a number of your blogs already that are listening to this, to be honest. Yeah, most people don't actually even know my surname. I'm just usually known as Fiona Outdoors. <laughs> yes. And I guess from the outside, my life looks rather lovely because uh, I do lots of outdoorsy stuff and adventures and write about it. Yeah. Uh, that's not actually the case. It's a lot of hard work behind the scenes and I spend a lot of time sat on my bum at my desk looking outdoors. Yeah. But I quite like the idea that people think I'm having a great career. <laughs> <laughs> I think you are having a good time most of the time, Fiona, to be fair. <laughs> and I guess I've done less triathlon races recently. I did do um, a lot when I joined the club. I, yeah. I'm still very much in touch with the club, obviously, through writing the blog and I've got lots made most of my friends um, through Glasgow Triathlon Club and still run with most of them. I'm mainly now, I guess, a trail and hill runner, yeah. uh, a cyclist, but mainly on the track. So um, mountain biking, I prefer off-road to on-road these days. And I do tons of Munro bagging, um, yes. so up in the mountains. So um, I do sometimes still do some races here and there, uh, yeah. but not so much triathlon focus these days. Cutting out the swimming part. Yes, swimming was never my friend. <laughs> I uh, did well because I was coached by, uh, actually coached by Vicky Begg for a while. So I managed to improve my swimming to the point where I could actually compete yeah. reasonably well. But I always spent my life on catch up on a bike and then running. Yes, <laughs> that's, the, that's the best way to be though. It's best to have swimming as your least, <laughs> least best sport. <laughs> yeah, I'm quite happy to ditch it just now. Uh-huh. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, okay, so um, Fiona... Some of you will have seen that Fiona wrote a blog um, on top gifts by runners and she's also done a gift guide for cyclists. So we're going to go through both of those today. Um, but let's start with running. Um, I guess when we're when we're thinking about buying for a triathlete, um, we do like gadgets, don't we, triathletes? They like a lot of tech, they like a lot of stuff. Um, where do we start? Where's a good place to start? Well, I guess with running, if you're buying um, running for a a relative or a friend you've got to really work out what is their um passion for running is it on tarmac or trails or track or a mixture of both so have a look at that and buying um kit for other people always make sure that you can return it um because for example buying shoes for other people is quite tricky um often you find that different brands have different shaped forefoot or um, they just don't fit as well or they're not the same length as the shoe they've been wearing before. Um, I would say, I would recommend if you're buying 
um, footwear, then have a look at what they've, your friend or your partner's already been wearing um, and maybe get them a new pair of those because we always love a new pair of trainers, even if it's the same as the pair we've been wearing <laughs> yeah. or buy the same brand. I mean, I actually, when I buy, if I find a pair of trainers that fits, which is really hard because I've got long, thin feet, mm -hmm. I buy about five pairs of the same ones because even when it's within brand, they change the design yeah. every, every time they bring out a new one. Um, so, you know, just look at what they've got. And the same with um, with clothing and things. Think about uh, what they've already got, little gaps that they might have or have a rummage through their cupboards when they're out and see what's been wearing out. Or yeah. hopefully, you know, most people, if they were good partners or friends, will be listening to them throughout the year and taking notes. Yeah. I have to say, actually, my husband's pretty good at that. Um, oh. So he'll be listening. So that's quite good. Oh, lucky you. Um, well, we're going to get to what's on your wish list later. <laughs> Yeah, so maybe help him for this this time <laughs> and also you know here's a tip why don't you just buy some tri uh, glasgow tri club specific kit boom problem solved end of podcast yeah. <laughs> don't need to go any further <laughs> that's a really good point you know i had actually... think about as well you know think about winter or summer you know are they lacking winter kit or summer kit or can you get something that covers both areas good. you know some things are more versatile than others good idea good idea um We've got we've had a little chat already actually um, before you came on about um, budget because triathlon is a very expensive sport and sometimes things cost a lot of money. Um, is it possible to buy uh, triathlon gifts when you're on a budget? Well, you can get stocking fillers, can't you? Like um, one of my favourite socks, and they, this does sound expensive actually for a pair of socks. I think the socks that I really like are twelve ninety nine a pair, <laughs> but they're thousand mile socks, and they do actually last. And I've got, as I said, I've got long feet, and I often wear out my socks at the toes, but my thousand miles last forever, and I like the, the cushioning in them. So, yeah, socks and gloves, buffs, that kind of thing on a budget. But you know, when you're buying a gift, you want to splash out a bit, don't you? You know, you want to please your friend or your partner so one of the things i um spotted this year that i've been testing um lots of people now really like uh, a running rucksack the, the type that's called a, a race vest and it actually sits quite high on your shoulders it doesn't have a waist belt and it sits neatly and isn't doesn't move about yeah now they can be quite expensive my favorite salomon and they're well over 100 pounds but this year i've been testing a pack um, by a company called harrier Okay. Um, and their race vest is about the five litres, 54 pounds, which still does seem like a lot. But I mean, you use it all the time yes. and you can buy um, an ultra race bundle from Harrier, which is brilliant. It's got you'll see it on my website if you want to have a go and have a look. Um, there's lots and lots of different bits and pieces within that um, pack, including, you know, things like running poles, um, and water bottles and that sort of thing. It's a really nice gift. Um, and then if you're going to splash out, I mean, if you're going to be really generous, um, people, this is one of the things that people often ask me about is running jackets. Yes. If you're training, um, especially in Scotland where the weather can be tricky, you need a jacket that's both waterproof and breathable, which is really hard to find and you never really quite get it. But the best that I've found is OM, which is the original mountain marathon brand yeah. OM. And it's the Camlicher, I think that's how you pronounce it. Okay. It is expensive, um, so it retails at £190, but I have seen it cheaper than that um, in other places. I think I've listed those on my site as well. Okay. And that is the best jacket I've found. You can get it for men and women, and they last a long time. So I'm thinking, like, 
triathletes want to train both in all, you know in all of their sports but they want products that are going to be high quality and long lasting i'd say yeah. so that would be my three in different budget ranges oh lovely perfect um that jacket chris has got an om jacket i think um i don't think it's exactly the same brand but he's had it for yeah like 10 years or something and he it's sorry it's the same brand i don't think it's the same style particularly but it's really lasted really well he loves it like he uses it all the time yeah they're good um okay okay if what do we get the person that has everything and i've asked that question because a lot of triathletes do have everything <laughs> okay so i've got a few suggestions. First yeah. of all, buy a voucher. Good <laughs> That's idea. always the easy, easy way out. Buy them a voucher. Yeah. Um, book them a running holiday. There's some fantastic running holidays mm-hmm. in Scotland, uh, England, uh, overseas, if we're ever allowed to go overseas again. Really yeah. good um, ideas. If people want ideas for that, I can always recommend some. Cool. Get them a race entry to inspire them. There's plenty of uh, fantastic running races um, that are great for training in scotland yeah. we, we do we're brilliant at them actually if we do ever get back to them and also another little recommendation just it's a really nice thing that i've come across um just recently friends of mine have made it. it's called um i love the name actually it's called totally fucked f totally fkt it's a film um and it was about damien hall and john kelly uh trying to break the record on the Pennine Way in England. And it's a great wee film and it's a cheap download. Oh, nice yeah. to inspire people. So I saw that, yeah. So they just go onto their website and download it, yeah? They, um, if you go onto my website, I've got a link to it. It's yeah. totally FKT um, and they've got a link, I think it's on Vimeo or you can buy it on an Amazon download as well. I'm sure it's about £5. Oh, that's such a nice idea. That's a lovely idea. And sort of yeah. supporting... Uh, a more independent uh, brand, I suppose, as well. Or yeah, yeah, they're independent, independent filmmakers. They've yeah. done a really good job. Great filmmakers. Yeah. Cool, that's amazing. Oh, these are really good ideas. Thank you. <laughs> um, okay, uh, what is? Um, uh, I was going to ask you really actually about your own favourite kit. So I've asked quite a few people already to sort of have a think about what their favourite kit is, and it's so personal. And I get that it's not always that easy for people to go off and purchase things, but I want to hear. I want to hear what your favourite bits of kit are. Well, mine is really easy, and everyone will know me for this because I love. I love a skirt. I love a the skirt is the skirt with the shorts in it, and I absolutely love them. I know people think that it's really silly, but I totally love them and my favorite current brand is Flancy F-L-A-N-C-I um I actually I don't know if you mind or if you care if I'm going to plug my website yeah, no, go for it. 10% discount if you go onto my site I don't earn from that it's just I like to spread the word for this company nice the, the scores come in amazing colors really really fantastic designs they're only about 40 quid you can get uh, tights as well and um, fleece line tights and they do men's shorts and tights mm. and kids. Actually, they've got a new line of kids um, tights oh, and they're cool. just fantastic. They've even got this one that was a tartan one with uh, so the tartan skirt and Scottish flags as the shorts. And it was designed by a runner in Scotland. So they get together with people who want to make designs. So it's really good. That's so cool. Do you know, that's so funny that you said that, though, because I actually we don't know each other very well. We've I don't we've maybe met each other once or twice maybe yeah, yeah. 
over the years, and uh, I know that you love a Scott. <laughs> I do love a Scott. <laughs> Just from your website posts. I love a Scott, and I also love a buff. So I'll always have a buff on my head because my hair flies all around me, and I can't stand having my hair in my face. And my hair's wild. Ah, oh, same. And the other favourite thing from this year that I've discovered, and I have really struggled to find trainers and footwear that fit. Um, and I've been always wearing for, for years and years of one Salomon speed cross, yeah. which are great. They're fine, but they do wear out underfoot quite quickly. And the new brand that I'm now currently favoring is Dynafit, at, but it's a specific model. It's Dynafit Ultra 100 trainers and they're for trail running. They're not specifically brilliant uh, for mud or the um, hills, but they're great for the trails. They've got nice cushioning. Some people don't like cushioning, but I do like cushioning in my trainers. And they're just so comfortable. And they also look really funky. Interesting. Um, I've never heard of them before. Never heard of them. Well, Dynafit's a European brand and they are normally known for skis. I've got um, skis and boots. I see. But they've now, they've got a really good range of trail running kit. I haven't tried anything else yet, uh, but I just happened to be sent a pair to test because my job comes with a few perks like that. And I was testing trail running shoes and I put them on and I really love them. In fact, I've got two or three pairs because I went and bought a couple of pairs as well um, as spares good there's nothing better than finding a pair of trainers that fits nicely and doesn't annoy you and yeah I bought a pair of hawkers a few maybe two years ago um, just to try I don't know why I bought them to be honest and I'll tell you what I hate them with all my heart and every time I look at them I just feel so bitter that I bought these shoes like they're not right for me and I know that everybody loves or a lot of people love them and people swear by them but I got sucked in and they're not for me. So I think, yeah, yeah. once yeah. you find your brand, stick with it. Hawkers like Marmite and you love them or you hate them. That's actually. it. Yeah. And I don't like them either. But um, yeah, these Dynafit, I really, really, really like. Um, so oh. those are my favourite kit. And you were going to ask me, I think, about my wish list. Yes. So I would love a winter scort. So what I mean by that, <laughs> and I've asked the company if they might make one, I think they might be, is... Like a longer tight with a skirt over the top. That would be my idea of heaven. So a winter sport. Love it. I love this. <laughs> I need more Dynafit Trail 100s, please, husband, dear. Mm-hmm. I would like some more of those in different colours. I already have blue and green and orange, and I quite like another pair. <laughs> and But mostly what I'd like is a bit more freedom to go running further afield, I think. Oh, yeah. That's my wish list. Yeah. Oh, don't we all? Have yeah. you been on... Um... Have you been on running holidays in the past? Yes. Um, I've done bits, tasters of running holidays. Um, so I've kind of done a couple of days here and there. So I did one in the Alps. Uh, that's the most memorable one where it was part of the Mont Blanc Trail. That oh, was yeah. lovely. Um, and I joined that for a couple of days. And I've been up in Scotland and done some of them. There's a few. I can't really actually remember the name of the company now, which is really annoying. Yeah. But, um, I've done a you know join them for a couple of them it's something I think I yeah, I'm quite keen to do more of mm-hmm. um and I really would like to go and hike run in Corsica oh, that's one of lovely. the places I've got on my list and it was actually on my list for this year but obviously yeah. that's not happened do you think with the like with uh run sorry we're kind of going off off piece here but it's good um do you think with the run holidays that anyone can go it doesn't really matter what pace you are how fit you are I guess that you need some level of fitness don't you especially if you're up in the mountains yeah you need to choose and be honest Mm -hmm. um so it's like cycling holidays as well so 
each of the holiday companies all have uh, holidays that are suited to different fitness levels. Mm-hmm. Um, and be honest about it. I think you tend to find that men kind of have uh, more confidence and women have less confidence. Um, yeah. And they generally sort of meet in the middle. So, And sometimes you find that the companies will run a trip that's done at different speeds. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, instead of doing it over a weekend, like you might do the West Highland Way over a weekend, other people will do it over five days. Yeah. Um, so you just need to be uh, careful about what you choose and listen to them in terms of kit and training. Mm-hmm. I mean, you want to enjoy it. So there's no point in going and um, having done no training. It'd be like running a marathon with no training. Yeah. Um, so you need to know what you're doing and you know, listen to what their advice is. Yeah. And I suppose at least if you're in Scotland as well, it's kind of it's a wee bit closer to home. It doesn't feel like such a trauma if you get to day two and need a wee rest or you're struggling a bit, you know, I suppose. Well, that's how I feel anyway. I've been on one one running holiday in Scotland. Well, it wasn't even a holiday. It was actually a, more like a camp with um, my coach and it was amazing. But I... You know, I, I don't really cope well with a lot of load on running and I needed to take the second day as mostly as rest and it was absolutely fine. I think I'd maybe be a wee bit more worried about doing that if I was, if I'd spent a lot of money going to France. Well, no, most of them though, um, it's walking and running. So yeah. I, I never feel like it's a ridiculous speed. It's, it's not like you're trying to break any records. It's That's supposed it. to be fun and a holiday. And so the guides are very good at making sure that you're going at the right pace. Yeah. Oh, cool. um, I was really surprised by how good it was and how the miles went by. Oh, um, this is just the dream, isn't it? We can, yeah. we can hope and pray. There's a vaccine coming. I keep telling myself that. Yeah. <laughs> Next yeah. year, 2021, the year of run holidays. Yeah. Um, perfect. And I suppose, again, for that sort of thing, you can buy vouchers and things, won't you? And they'll be quite, I assume most companies will be very flexible about how you spend your vouchers and when you spend your vouchers in the coming year. Yeah, just um, if you want to book that for a fr- your friend or partner or for yourselves, what just buy flights or something. Yeah. You know, and that's either giving you the suggestion that's where you're going or sometimes what we've done over the years if there's uh, things that my husband or my daughter wants to do I'll make a voucher myself and that is me pledging to give a certain amount of money towards the thing that they want that's a good idea yeah Yeah. so then you've not spent it um on the wrong week or on the wrong holiday yeah good plan this is great advice thank you Fiona I knew you were the right person to ask (laughs) um Okay, uh, should we go? Should we move over to cycling? Okay, <clears throat> that's fine. Is there anything yep. else you wanted to add for running? Um, I think the only other thing that a lot of people do ask me about is head torches for oh, running at, yes. in winter. Yeah. Um, the Tell brand me. I'm most, uh, two brands I most like, um, Silver S I L V A, which do which are the same as spelling as the compass. Okay. Make compass, and they do a really, really good head torch. Uh, they're quite expensive, though. Come with a little battery that you stick in your pocket. Mm-hmm. Amazing brightness. They're really, really good. And then the one that I've been using most recently is Petzl. Um, there's a couple of different types. The one I've got um, is the Petzl Swift RL. Uh, which has some great points to it, but a couple of negatives, such as um, if you're running with other people, it tends to go a bit dim because it's got a reactive light and you have to switch it on to a setting to allow it to stay on the right beam. But it is a good torch. And then the Petzl Ico Core, which is less faff to use and still has about 500 lumens, which is amazing brightness for running with. Yeah, that's... 
yeah I, I i mean there are all sorts and people will give you all sorts of um advice on head torches i find that i need a lot of light mm-hmm. i've got poor eyesight and i find at night it, it's really tricky especially when you're running on trail so i like to have a decent amount of lumens you know anything above 400 is good for me yeah i i genuinely would agree and i suppose we, we do to be fair both live in mogai and on the west island way and it is it is really dark and i get that some people will have more light pollution uh possibly but i i would totally agree lots and lots of lumens like the the i think if you're going to invest in a head torch just yeah invest in the best one you possibly can because it's just so useful and there's nothing worse than being out in the middle of nowhere and you're either your battery running out or you just actually can't see where you're going it's awful oh, I, I personally hate it but yeah yeah i'm scared so of the dark oh. <laughs> with the petzl um they are the ones we've got are like batteries so you just stick your battery in it but is, is that what you've got if you've got like one that's rechargeable yeah i always get rechargeable mm-hmm. um i just think it's much i think probably more environmentally friendly i hope it is absolutely um yeah. and also much less hassle you just stick a usb yeah uh cable into a plug and and off you go um yeah. so yeah you have to you know you need to make sure that how much light output you're going to get for how many hours and that kind of thing and that tends to mean that you need a bigger battery to have longer light output at higher lumen but but they're getting more more and more amazing and sophisticated and the petzels now they've got um the battery sits actually inside the light bit at the front so you're not even carrying a battery a separate battery pack yeah yeah quite incredible it's amazing isn't it we um i do sort of i guess this is more for bikes but um well you know i do starman i work for starman and um you yeah we get this question all the time what kind of lights that you need and i think people actually just really underestimate how long a lot of them last for like the cheaper ones or the i guess well yeah the cheaper ones or the ones that um come with just sort of double a batteries like they're just not going to last the time that you need um and i i always borrow lights actually from my neighbor who's um he's actually a mountain biker but he's just got so many great different light gadgets that he gets from companies that he works with and um even then you're kind of you know if you're out for four hours on the bike you you will run out of battery you will run out of power so you need to make sure that whatever you've got is actually going to last the time you need it for and i think it's easy to underestimate that well you can buy separate batteries for the pets also yes. you could have a separate battery charged up and stuck in your pocket so that would be a good idea exactly that's it yeah. that's it perfect Thank you, Fiona. Um, we're going to come back to Fiona and talk about um, cycling gifts in a wee second, but we're going to have a wee interlude. Um, I managed to call some of the girls from the WTRL GTC team on Zwift. That is a mouthful. <laughs> I managed to call them in to send you over some of their uh, favourite kits ideas um, and Christmas gift ideas. So here we go and we'll come back to Fiona in a wee minute. So my favorite piece of kit, which I discovered back during our first lockdown in March, is the Polar OH1 heart rate monitor. So it's a strap you wear around your arm rather than around your chest. And for women who have to wear sports bras, this is just so much more comfortable. Um, You can get it for between 50 and 60 quid on Wiggle, but I think it is worth every penny and just makes it so much more comfortable. Uh, It has Bluetooth, so it can connect to Zwift. And when you're out running you just don't even notice that it's on um so yeah there you go hi there 
without trying to sound like too much of a rapper wanker, my favourite piece of kit has been my uh, rapper cycling tights. And they've lasted me about seven years and are only just starting to look a bit old. Um, and rapper also do free repairs. Um, so although they are a bit quite expensive, I, I think that sometimes it's worth spending a little bit more money um, if something's going to last that long. I've worn them pretty much every winter ride that I've ever done um, and they're still going strong. Um, so yeah, that's my favourite piece of kit. My favourite piece of kit is elastic laces. They are fabulous because when you come out of freezing cold water and you can, can't feel your fingers and you can't feel your toes, you can at least squish your feet into a pair of shoes that don't need their laces tied. I also have very skinny feet and so if I were tying laces I tend to pull them tight and then halfway through my run when my feet have defrosted and swollen I get cramp because the laces are tied too tight and that doesn't happen with elastic laces and nor do they untie because there's enough can go wrong in triathlon without your laces becoming undone and having to bend down and tie them in the middle of the race. So my top tip, my top piece of kit is defo elastic laces and they are a bargain. Hey Kate, um, my favourite bits of kit for cycling uh, slash running include um, FWE brand water and windproof cycling gloves which are a bit like ski gloves but for those of us who have poor circulation they are fantastic um also my Provis reversible gilet which is reflective on one side and high vis on the other which i use in the winter for cycling and running um decathlon cheapest chips clear lens cycling glasses because i've got quite sensitive eyes so when it's not sunny and you don't need sunglasses um these are brilliant for keeping wind out of your eyes and rain um and bib shorts for ladies that have a zip at the back so that you can go for a wee without taking all your kit off thanks bye right so fiona let's talk about cycling where where to start there's so much we could buy i'm assuming most people are not buying their loved ones bikes this year or i certainly am not getting a new bike sadly but anyway I guess if uh, you've got a very generous partner, <laughs> then that would be amazing. And again, I would say, you know, you'd be thinking like you might be about running, about road or trail or track cycling. You know, it would be a great treat, wouldn't it, to get a, a lovely shiny new mountain bike or something <laughs> along those lines. Um, and, you know, there's always products that people are keen to update because, um, you know, like helmets, for example, that's a good one to update and generally yes shoes and um i don't know we all seem to hold on to our lycra clothing for far too long don't we till it's got a yes it's sort of see-through at the back or we've got holes in the knees um so i don't think you can ever go too far wrong um and i you know my tip is to always look at what they've been wearing before because fit and uh comfort is really important and generally people have a a favorite brand that fits them well because some brands fit people in different ways yeah. so um, have a look in again have a little rummage in their cupboards see what they've got already um, you'll probably know what their favorites are and maybe renew one of their favorites that's a bit worn out 
yeah, good plan. And um, again, Glasgow Tri Club does have some kit, uh, branded kit. <laughs> it sure does. That you could buy, which would be a really good idea. Absolutely, definitely do that. Um, okay, so what about gifts for every budget? Because again, with cycling, we could we could go absolutely yeehaw, couldn't we? Um, but yeah. it, is, it is possible to buy things on a budget, isn't it? Yeah, so there's things like um, overshoes, which are really important in the winter mm-hmm. in Scotland. You, know, you want to keep your feet dry and also warm. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a brand, Endura Road. Uh, I think you can buy neoprene overshoes for about 25, 28 quid. Yeah. Um, so that's yeah, fairly reasonable, I guess. Um, and a thing I came across, which I rather like, is called an Albion burner insulation layer. And literally, it is a sort of square of insulation, insulated, um, like a sort of insulated jacket, but it's just a square of it. And uh, somebody pointed out that it's probably a replacement for when people used to put a folded newspaper down the front of their <laughs> cycling jacket i think they did this in the tour de france it would have been the figaro then and it was just a piece of newspaper down the front to kind of provide some insulation but this is made by albion burner uh, i hadn't really seen it before and it's just a square that you stick down the front of your jumper to keep you warm and that's 35 quid i saw um, that and i would definitely yeah. definitely be interested <laughs> Christopher. However, you could you could make your own because you could just get an old jacket and sew a square out of it so there you, there you go you could uh i would say the other thing that i you know i always think it's really nice to get a real treat that you know you've sort of hankered after but you haven't really been able to justify for yourself because most of us if we need something we go and buy it yeah. and we know exactly what we want um but as a gift, something like heated gloves, the seal skin heated gloves oh, or dream. mittens, 150 quid, though. But I mean, I've got heated mittens for skiing um, mm. and I do double them up and use them on the bike as well. And they're just they're just delightful. Oh, I um, cannot tell you how much I've lost it after heated mittens. Yeah. And it is my 40th next year, Chris. Uh, <clears throat> just to, or anyone else who's listening that might want to buy me a 155 pair of gloves they just look amazing though do they make a difference yeah they do i mean they're not like super heated i don't think you even want them super heated but they you can put them on at different levels uh, oh. just when you need them um and i do think so you know, that's one of the big problems is keeping your feet and hands warm when you're cycling oh, that's so uh, hard, yeah. everyone's got their tips for it but i do suffer with Reynolds so I have tested a lot of stuff and I usually end up either with that sort of thing heated gloves or I have to wear my ski mittens big fat ski mittens on really cold days Um, and I've managed I still managed to change gear so it's okay well that's as long as you can change gear and use the brakes that's all that matters (laughs) and then another great treat idea um is the brand of bike light that I really like I've actually got an older version of it and it's the lighter that I use at the moment because I love night riding I just absolutely love night riding and running and this is uh, Magic Shine and they've got this Montier 8000 Galaxy light and it is just amazing it's like a headlamp on a car Um, they're not cheap Uh, I think they're probably going to be over £300 but it is an incredible piece of kit um, and allows you to go out on the trails and pro- you know on the road as well at night. I think that's really important though, and actually for you know for Scotland where what let's say six months of the year, like October to March, we kind of are doing a lot of our exercise in the dark. Then you know if you can splash out on anything, like lights are a really good way to go, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. And then you know, a decent waterproof or um, you know insulated jacket or just a really nice funky 
a pair of arm warmers or leg warmers mm -hmm. you can get cycling socks i mean there's so many different things to loads of different budgets i came up with 11 on my website but i mean honestly i could have gone on and on yeah <laughs> it was just a random pick and, really. did... and oh sorry sorry you go just a random pick of things that i just quite liked um yeah. And what do you um, what do you get the person that's got everything then? So if you if you could uh, have a look at that list or any other any other things you saw, did you think yeah that's that one thing is definitely up there on or yeah, up so there mine on a gift? Yeah, mine would definitely be the headlamp, um, okay. the light for the bike. Um, but again, a cycling holiday or some money towards a cycling holiday, something exciting to look forward to, yeah. and vouchers because we all love just. I think we love a voucher because then we can just browse and find the thing we really want rather than being a bit embarrassed because somebody's got us the wrong colour or the wrong size of something. Yeah. And it's nice. You can wait for the sales as well, right? Like that's always a good uh, a good thing to yeah. look forward to. I like yeah. to get a bargain. Yeah. Um, what is it on your own um, personal favourite kit for cycling? Oh, well, so the, the Magic Shine Montier 6500 is my light of choice. Yeah. I absolutely love my mountain bike beyond anything uh or prob possibly as much as my daughter <laughs> and it, it is the live uh intrigue advanced 2 it's really it's full suspension with a dropper seat post and all that sort of thing and i also do love the live brand for my road cycling as well um oh. it's just a brand that happens to fit me and i think when you find a bike that fits then you you know you'll tend to stick with it yeah love it it's love it's just female bikes they do yeah, so it's Giants. Um, Giant is the Live brand. Giant. Well, I think Live Giant owns Live, and they make everything to female geometry, which suits some people, some women. It, it suits women who've got you know longer legs and a shorter torso. If you're a woman who's got shorter legs and a longer torso, you're probably better you know to try different a mix of bikes. Like men's bikes will probably fit you, but I find I need a women's bike. Yeah, and it I, took me years to discover that. That's interesting. I'm definitely like a, I'm shaped like a man. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely ma a man's bike all the way, uh, which is yeah. fine with me. But um, uh, yeah, I know a lot of people have said that they found it really hard to get bikes to fit, um, especially mountain bikes. Actually, for girls, I don't know why why that would be, but um, anyway. Yeah, this is my favorite. And then the other thing that I really like is um, Outkit bike packing bag so um i mean it's not specifically triathlon is it but lots of people who cycle like to go off and have adventures and this mm -hmm. is an increasing trend uh our president in fact uh sean is a big fan of bike packing mm -hmm. and the bags just fit really neatly into the frame of the bike uh, so you can go off and enjoy overnight adventures take all your kit with you it's, you don't need to have panniers and they fit every type of bike so whether you're going road or gravel or mountain biking uh, you can use these packs and I love them especially the brand out kit Ooh, cool and then um what's on your wish list what do you so yeah <laughs> how long is your uh, wish list first of all Fiona <laughs> well it's not too long and what it really would be if someone could find it is I have sadly when I've been packing the house because we're currently moving house I have either thrown out or put in the wrong box which I don't know where it is is the charger to my rather lovely Montier 6500 light <laughs> which means that it's all it's practically redundant uh, thankfully Neil in the club also has the same light and I've been able to sort of pop over to him and uh, get my uh, battery charged up but without that 
my lovely expensive light is a bit useless so oh, I, if oh. I could find that a new one that'd be brilliant and, and they don't seem to make them anymore so that's a problem oh god and I uh, will probably ask Santa and maybe in my stocking for some uh, heat you know, insole feet warmer things They're like the throwaway things you can get um, oh, yeah. just keep your feet warm just for a little bit because uh, I've never quite found the right insole I know you can get heated insoles and I've used them in ski boots but I've never quite found the right thing for uh, cycling shoes so um, maybe someone can point me in the right direction of that because I do get cold feet yeah same and again, I would love the freedom to adventure further. I really do like going around my mountain bike. Yeah. And uh, I would really like to be able to go back and do some of the trips I had planned or actually repeat some of the ones I've done. Um, so, where, yeah. were you, where were you planning to go this year? Well, so the ones, um, the one that I really like was one I did just at the end of last year, so October time, and it was um, from Rannoch Station through Karua to Dalwini. Oh, such um, a beautiful route. And I'd like to try and explore more of that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, or maybe go to Sky or the Outer Hebrides again. So, yeah. Oh. I had a f- so I just like, oh, my little list would be a little bit more freedom. Hopefully that will come. Oh, fingers crossed. Fingers yeah. crossed. I'm hoping for this vaccine. I think we've all got our hopes pinned on the vaccine, don't we, for next year. But yeah. it's going to yeah. take time. Right. Is there anything else you want to add, Fiona? No. Um, Psyching is such a huge topic, so everyone have their little favourite things. But I know, you could go on forever, couldn't you, with yeah. cycling? And I think, like, especially with, well, with any whether it's triathlon or just plain cycling like most of us really love to have little bits and bobs little special treats don't we here and there i love certain gloves that i love and like yeah my bike is just yeah my little baby and i use um a completely uh selfishly and narcissistically use um pearson bikes all the time <laughs> and purely because all their kit just has pearson written all over it that's my name <laughs> why would I not buy that and everybody laughs at me but I don't give a crap I love it uh yeah but you can just go you can go wild with bikes can't you like it's just sort of never-ending wheels and upgrades yeah you know absolutely and I mean it's like listening to what people have been talking about all year and depending on your budget I mean I'm sure there'll be people who can afford to buy their partner you know a nice turbo setup or a new bike or a bike bag or whatever um Mm-hmm. but um the, the list is endless in fact i've done a skiing one and i think my list for that one was about 19 different oh, things <laughs> i know and skiing is up there with triathlon in terms of uh cost <laughs> yes yeah, yeah absolutely but i as i've said yeah. before uh, earlier on in the podcast you know it's all about cost per use isn't it that's how i break it down if i'm going to use it a lot then it's a worthwhile investment if it's just a toy then maybe not yeah and buy better quality for that i guess yeah exactly right thank you so much okay hopefully we'll have you back on the podcast again in fact yes I, i'm sure <laughs> I know, i've already got my eye on you for something else but well that will come oh uh, yes that'll be the menopause then i'm sure <laughs> sorry fiona <laughs> you're like the unofficial spokesperson for the menopause now <laughs> i know i know it's fine it's good to be able to pass on my knowledge of this frightful time yeah. that's it yeah well we're gonna we're, i'm hoping to do a whole podcast on next year on women <laughs> Just say it like that, women. So I think you could probably do a whole podcast on menopause to start with. I think I could actually, to be honest. Yeah, I think you're very true. 
So carrying on this one theme, uh, here is Dawn Hunter. Um, for some reason, I laugh all the way through this interview. I don't know why. Dawn and I are good friends, and I was feeling particularly giddy, so sorry I'm laughing all the way through. <laughs> the serious subject of wetsuits. But here we go. So, welcome Dawn to the Glasgow Tri-Cup podcast. How exciting. Hello. I'm so excited. Dawn has got a new puppy. Um, is your puppy asleep, Dawn? She is. She's taken herself into her crate because she got a little bit scared of the hoover and uh, has just fallen asleep in there quite happily. Okay, good. So she's not going to cry and distract you from the very important wetsuit. No, she, she's only cried once. She's been here three days and she's only cried once and it's because she could smell her food. Uh, see, this is why we do need to do a video podcast instead of a stupid... Uh, you know, voice podcast, <laughs> so we can see everybody's pets. <laughs> pets at Glasgow Tri Club. Um, okay, so I asked you on today because you have got a new wetsuit. So Don and I do swim together, and I'll be honest, Don, and I mean this with the greatest respect. I am surprised you're still swimming. <laughs> I am surprised I'm still swimming. <laughs> It is December, and uh, yeah, I didn't think I was going to have a wee swim buddy in December, but I still do. Um, I, I am surprised I'm still swimming. I think I've made it till October before, like the, the first or the second of October, and, and given up there. Yeah, but 2020 so. is a year of swimming, it's a year of change. It's a year yep, of definitely. getting outside because we don't have any other choice. And more importantly, I'm loving it. Yay! Because it's the best. Um, tell me about your new wetsuit. What brand is it? Where did you get it from? What's it like? Uh, Why did you buy it? So I needed a new wetsuit when I put two holes in my old one. And I think that was something to do with a little bit of overuse in summer. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so I kind of am one of these people that refuses to pay like four or five hundred quid for a new wetsuit. Fair. On the basis that normally I swim for about three or four times open water a year. <laughs> this is 2020. It's different. Um, so uh, after two massive holes in my old wetsuit, I went online and just kind of trolled eBay for a while mm-hmm. until I found one that was new-ish or almost new um, and in my size. Perfect. Um, and that was really the two things that I was looking for. <laughs> um, what brand is it? Uh, it's the Zone 3 Aspire. Okay. Um, and is, a small. It, is it like a thermal wetsuit? No, it's not. It's just a standard wetsuit. But the difference between that and my old one, so I had an Orca Predator before. Did you? Um, yeah. I didn't know that because Predators are the super fancy ones. Yeah, but I got that second hand as well. So I got yeah. that for like 80 quid on eBay. Uh, four or five years ago okay fair enough because they're like 700 pounds and i tried one on once and it was not worth 700 pounds that that was well i loved it because it was super comfy mm-hmm. but i realized when i was swimming with you guys in summer that when you stopped swimming you all floated <laughs> and i sank <laughs> and i thought how do you all float and uh, one of the other girls said to me i was i always float in my wetsuit well, but I don't. I don't, I don't float in my wetsuit. Mm-hmm. And now, with this new wetsuit, I suddenly float in my wetsuit. How exciting. That's so cool. And I think, like, what I just noticed as well is that you were instantly much warmer. Oh, like, instantly. So before I changed the wetsuits, I'd got myself a thermal vest. Yeah. And that helped. Yeah. But I was still cold. Okay. I still got out shivering. Mm-hmm. 
and then I got this wetsuit and I mean we were still doing about 30 minutes Kate's doing it in skins I mean that's just wrong I know but I'm a mess when I get out and you're like <laughs> la 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 absolutely fine not sure just at wrong. All. <laughs> but you know for the for the normal ones amongst us 30 minutes I think in, in like November December is quite quite a long time yeah it's about seven it's about seven or eight at the moment isn't it and you're you're yeah. you're in for longer than 30 minutes you're in for like getting on to 45 at the moment I think in that wetsuit uh, yeah yeah 30, 30 to 40 30 to 40 total um but I'm, I'm not getting out freezing cold I'm getting out chilly but comfortable yeah and do you think and that's amazing. and is it thicker it must be or maybe it's just the way that it's made what do you know what year it's from uh, the last couple of years, like twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen, I'd need to double check the. And did you frozen. get it? Where did you get it from? Just eBay. Just, it's a it's an almost new second hand, um, and it's a bit of a chance because you don't know what you're going to get really. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. I am quite careful. Were you worried about sizing? And again, greatest respect. You're only we. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only we. You're only we. Um, I well, yeah. I think. See, when you buy your first wetsuit and you're absolutely terrified that it's it's not going to fit. Of course, it's yeah. not going to fit. It's your first wetsuit, and I took a chance on the Orca because it was a, a good wetsuit and it was dirt cheap. Yeah. And I thought, do you know what? And at the time, I only needed it for one triathlon because that's all I was going to do. Mm-hmm. You know, five years down the line, and addiction is well and truly going. Yeah. And you've done so I was only buying that for one triathlon and maybe a little bit of other bits and pieces, but that was really it. Yeah. Um, so it didn't matter to me at the time as long as it kind of fitted. Mm-hmm. And I just went on the online size charts, yeah. which give you, you know, height versus weight. And I am on the cusp of a small medium for my weight. Yeah. But it says basically size down. Yeah. Okay. So I'm just at the top end of a small and I've never had a problem. Interesting. Oh, that's good. So it says size down. And what what height are you? Five foot. Uh, five three. Five three. Five three. You're only me. Um, <laughs> I keep saying that. Yeah. But you are all it's it's more when we get in the water, and I realise that my hands and feet are so small in comparison to you <laughs> that I'm like, <laughs> no wonder I can't swim. <laughs> I just have uh, paddles. I have paddles for hands and flippers so for fair. feet. <laughs> I mean, you say it's not fair, but I literally can't find any socks or gloves to fit me. In fact, I've benefited from this pandemic and everyone open water swimming because the only socks and glove sizes that are left are like large and extra large, which is me fine. Yeah, I have struggled to get new boots, actually. I have struggled to get new swim boots. And what um, what's the vest that you're wearing under it? You've got like a thermal vest on it. Uh, yeah, or I just an orca thermal vest and again they're like hen's teeth at the moment they're really difficult to get mm-hmm. um but i think i got kind of one of the last ones that, that was available at the time that was a couple of months ago how much was it if you mind me asking oh about 50 or 60 quid i think okay and it's just like a it's just like a wetsuit material isn't it it doesn't have it's just a, yeah wetsuit material little kind of vest that you know mm-hmm. you wouldn't be seen dead and kind of going out yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um do you like it the, the vest is great, uh-huh. yeah. It keeps me really warm, and I don't... I think I got a size up, because I asked two of the girls that we swim with. Yeah. And I'm kind of between their sizes, and one was a small and one was a medium, yeah. and I didn't know which one to go for, so I went for the medium. Okay. Because um, I'm kind of between their sizes, but it's it's a little bit big. It's a little bit on the big side. Okay, and you do um, want it to be quite snug, don't you? But then it's difficult to get off, isn't it? Well, that's it. So the, the girl that had the small is a lot smaller than me, mm-hmm. And I thought that would never fit me. 
Um, and it probably wouldn't have, but the, the medium's quite roomy. Yeah, just a wee bit big. You'll just have to eat some more cake, Dawn. It's fine. It's under a white suit. It's, <laughs> it's not an issue. Um, that's interesting because I think that's that's the sort of thing that you could buy for like a Christmas present for somebody who, you know, maybe you don't want to get the full wetsuit or like a wetsuit is such a personal thing as well. Like, um, yeah. yeah, but actually a little wetsuit vest is maybe enough just to keep them going or at least... If, oh, fantastic. Know. My mum and dad just got a Christmas list that was, you know, boots. I need a new toe float because my toe float's <laughs> got a hole in it. Um, I'd already got the thermal vest. Oh, a little beanie cap. They've got me a cool little beanie cap. Oh so they, they basically just got a list of outdoor swimming stuff. I can't believe I've converted you to winter swimming, Dawn. I know. I know, it's good. Though. I've taken full Enjoy responsibility it. to not like, you, you, not anyone else. Yeah, full responsibility for that one. I'll give you that. So exciting. Yeah, I think like um, a wetsuit... I think it's difficult because I thought about I thought about talking about wetsuits and they are very personal and as I say I tried on that orca predator when it was brand new and seven hundred pounds and I hated it and I was just like get it off me and I only really tried it on because I I like the film Predator and I was <laughs> Predator. But do you know I always loved it but I didn't know anything else. Uh huh. Yeah. Um and I still like it. Well, I'll still go back to wearing it in summer because I I think the in the Aspire I'll be too hot in summer. Yeah. Oh my God, we're gonna get you in skins. This is my dream. I did. I did a little bit in summer in skins. You did. You did. I remember. Not much, but I did a little bit. <laughs> I did the North Sea in skins as well. That was quite yes. chilly. <laughs> um, with the Aspire, is it um, is it a like a one of the new triathlon zips, or is it like the older open water normal it's zip? The older normal pull up so okay cool. the standard one yeah fine so yeah it, it is really stiff in comparison to the old one though interesting i wonder if you just need to oil it or something yeah I I that works. It. does that work i don't know I'm not will that will that rot the uh, neoprene oh, i don't know don't ask there you go so, someone let us know someone tell us can you oil a wetsuit zip that'd be good <laughs> Um, cool, perfect. Well, have you got anything else you want to tell us about your wetsuit before I let you go away and play with your puppy? No, I don't think so. Just that everybody should come join the uh, Winter Open Water Swimming Team. Yes. It's, it's quite good fun. It is good fun. I would say it's not really a team because we are in the middle of a pandemic. It's, it's not. No, I don't mean team. No, I don't mean team. <laughs> Everyone should get involved. Just get <laughs> Listen, see if you go to Abyss though. I mean, it is like being on a team, isn't it? It's like being at the swimming pool. So yeah, it's, it's like the new guy Lido. Uh-huh. It's, it's just a very, very smelly, swampy Lido. It basically is exactly like that. And it is busy. Like, there's always people there, isn't there? It's always, like, there's 20. Yeah, it's the, it's the one place. It's weird, because I would never dream of going open water swimming on my own. Uh-huh. But actually, you could just go to the AB and there would generally be someone there. Yep, absolutely. Pretty and I, I think the dams on the south side is a bit like that as well, just from spying on Facebook. For those of you that are not in uh, in the north side or in eastern Barnshire, I'm sure the dams that people, people swim in... Um, it's exactly like that too there's almost tons of people there some good stalking yay so there you go that was the Aspire remind me who it's by Orca uh, no that's Zone 3 no, sorry Zone, Zone 3, 3 Aspire yeah. Zone 3 Aspire and Zone 3 had an amazing sale on recently I don't know how much they've got left but uh, have a look <laughs> it was very good yes 
Well, I feel like we should, I've, I've got my rocker coming, my rocker thermal wetsuit, although I can't talk about that yet because I don't know. One, I don't know if it's going to fit because I got the tall because that's all we had left. And Is this a full wetsuit then or is this still is. Is this a shorty? No, it's a full wetsuit. A full thermal. Uh-huh, full thermal. Oh, amazing. You're going to overheat. I know, but it's just it's to do longer swims over winter whilst we don't have any access to the pool. So, because at the moment I'm lasting even in my wetsuit only lasts about forty minutes. So, I'm hoping that's amazing. Yeah, hoping that you'll be like you'll overheat. (laughs) You'll be the only person getting out sweating. Get this off me! (laughs) It's too hot. (laughs) I'm sweating. I'm sweating. I can't go. Everybody else is going to be like, "It's so cold." Either that or I'm just not going to scream as much as I usually do when I get in. I'll just get in quietly and serenely (laughs) instead of like, oh my God, that's cold. I won't announce what you normally say. (laughs) Don't tell anybody. That's a whole other podcast. That's a whole other podcast. Yes. (sighs) Right. Thank you so much for that. That was very helpful. Um, How exciting. Um, We do hope to hear from you if you get your own new wetsuits, and I want to hear what they're like. And tell us if we can oil the zip. Yes. (laughs) Right, Dawn, thank you so much. Thank you, Kate. Have a good night. Happy Christmas. Merry Christmas. So I'm going to give you a few extra um, examples of my favourite swim gear because honestly, I love swimming. You know that, I know that. (laughs) We've covered running, we've covered cycling, um, we've done a bit about wetsuits and I'm just going to add a little bit extra onto that. So I'm going to go through my top three. I'll start with the cheapest, then the medium one and then the super expensive one. So my most recent purchase actually has been a pair of Seaskin socks um which were 20 pounds and i got them from a wetsuit store but if you just google season sea skin socks um you'll find them online so they're five millimeters and you know i get chillblains i have Reynolds, i get really cold but i do swim through winter and this year i've been trying to swim skins through winter so i'm trying to keep a little bit warmer on my extremities um and yeah they're really helpful um what i've been doing is putting on my normal three millimetre socks and then putting on the five millimetres over them. They do restrict your kick a little bit, but to be honest, it doesn't really matter, especially at this time of year. You know, you're not in for a huge amount of time. Um, They're only 20 quid and honestly, they're amazing. Um, For those of you that swim a lot and are online a lot, you might have noticed a lot of chat about open water swimming recently I think there's been a huge uptake this year because people have had to and therefore kit is actually in quite short supply so the sea skin socks were only available in a large or extra large and when I looked a few weeks ago obviously I have huge giant feet uh, so large is fine (laughs) Um, but if you're small or medium you might need to wait a little minute but honestly five millimeter socks doesn't have to be sea skins it's definitely something to consider you know they don't need to be amazing heat tech zone three 50 pound jobs um and actually my heat tech zone three 50 pound jobs are not amazing (laughs) to require five millimeters to go over them so yeah that, but that's definitely my budget-friendly recommendation. Um, next up the line, uh, again, a bit personal, but I love, love, love Zog's Predator goggles. I've always used Zog's Predators for, I don't know, maybe 15 years or so. Um, they're wide for open water. They don't leak. They don't break. They last a long time. Um, a couple of things I would note about them. One, they re-released them. So they have 
Zog's Predator originals and then they released another sort of new shape a few years ago to much uproar on the internet um, to the point where they actually <laughs> re-released the original ones. So I always get the original ones because I find that they fit better. They're really comfy. Um, I've got two pairs at the moment because I've lost my swim bag sadly um, with my clear pairs. I've got two pairs of tinted ones. One's polarised and one is just normal tinted. They are both very dark. The polarised ones are exceptionally dark um, and the normal tinted ones are fine for sunny days but to be honest I've been swimming a lot at like dawn um, or dusk and I can't see a thing. Um, so I would caution you against the tinted ones if you're going to buy them unless you're planning on lots and lots of sunny open water swims like for the pool they are quite dark i mean i can see where i'm going but um yeah like you probably the clear ones are probably enough um and then finally a dry robe i i'll be honest right i live in my dry robe i wear it after swimming i wear it to the pool um i wear it to walk the dog I quite often go swimming at lunchtime and then go and pick Ailey up in my dry robe and swimming costume from school. I have absolutely no shame. Um, I love my dry robe. However, uh, we've talked about this a lot and it's been talked about to death online. They're super expensive. For me, it's been absolutely worth it. I spent about £80 on mine at a swim expo maybe five years ago. Um, when I say I spent it, Chris actually bought it for my birthday. Um, so it's about 80 quid at the time, now they're 150. Um, I bought a large, um, now I'm five foot nine and a sort of roughly a size 10, maybe a 12 uh, on my bottom half, but I bought a large, I probably could have worn a smaller medium to be honest, um, but I bought a large because I wanted to have lots of room to change under um, and it does that, you know, does the job. Like at the moment I wear, if I'm swimming skin, so I come out the water, I put on a long sleeve t-shirt, a jumper, I've got a jammies top that I got from Tesco's, which was like 20, no, I think it was actually about a tenner. Um, and it's like pyjamas, fleecy pyjamas, but this has got a zip, so I'll stick that on. And then maybe a jacket and then my dry robe on top. So there's loads and loads and loads of room for me to put that dry robe on. And it's great. And I use it as a blanket. I wear it to events. I wear it home from events. I wear it to support people in events. <laughs> I went to see Natalie Jones um, run uh, the Lockerjean Marathon one day and it was absolutely horrendous weather. And I had Ailey with me and she was three, maybe four. So I like zipped her up into the dry robe. <laughs> it was great. It's really useful. So I love mine and I wear mine all the time. And it is a nice gift. Now, they are very expensive, as I've said. Um, I think NHS staff get a 30% discount at the moment. So that's something to look into. There are lots of other brands, though. There's, um, you know, Finisterre, um, Findra, um there's passenger clothing and a lot of those brands are around about the same price. They maybe just have slightly better um, environmental credentials. I'm not sure what um, dry robes environmental uh, policy is at the moment, but it is lined with fleece and fleece obviously particles get into the water system. Um, I know that some of the other brands uh, are sort of very proud of their sustainable um, inners and outer linings. Um, so yeah, that's just something to think about as well. But there's plenty of other options online. Like you can have a good look. So yeah, Finisterre, Fendra. I think um, there's one called Smock, S-M-O-C. Um, various others. Passenger clothing I've seen. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, there's plenty of options online. You can also get the toweling versions, which are good for changing under. Um, they're not very good for Scottish winters, obviously, but they're nice in summer and they're good for kids. And just generally a really, really good investment from my point of view. Um, and if you don't have one or your loved one doesn't have one, then it is a nice gift. It's just at the top end of the budget. So I wanted to talk um, a little bit about sort of more lifestyle um, gift ideas because we've covered swim, bike and run specifically. Um, and I just wanted to yeah talk a, a little bit about some other sort of fitness things that <clears throat> we use in our household. And since I could not get any men onto this month's podcast, I do not know why I'm so offended. <laughs> I've asked Chris to join me. Hi. Welcome, Chris. Thanks. Thanks for be- thanks for asking me on. <laughs> Hopefully, we don't get into any arguments. So... Oh, that would never happen. <laughs> Ailey's downstairs on her iPad, so fingers crossed she stays down there. Um, so yeah, I'm going to start at the bottom end of the price range and work our way up. So most of you know I'm a PT. Um, I'm studying sports therapy at the moment, um, and I'm really interested in rehab and prehab and strength work, even though I don't really enjoy it. Um, but I just wanted to um, give you an idea of something that you can buy for someone who is maybe starting out um, exercising, especially for those of you that are at home and not able to use a gym this year or at the moment and God knows when the gyms will open again next year or if they'll have to close again. Who knows? Um, kettlebells and weights are really expensive at the moment. They're really hard to get hold of as well. Um, and the ones you can get are like, you know, 80 quid for a 12 kilogram kettlebell when I got my kettlebells. Most of them I got from either Decathlon or Gumtree and they were cheap as chips. So what I recommend to all of my clients is to invest in bands. Um, and if you've ever been to the physio, they'll have given you TheraBand as well. Um, I have two different types of bands. In fact, I've got three different types of bands. I've got um, a big, thick, what you would Google booty band (laughs) that I got from Amazon that was about 15 quid. So it's really thick and really strong. It looks like a giant piece of elastic and it's made of fabric um, and it's very tense. So if you are going to buy something like that, then you would um, really look at the reviews for the sizing guide because I would have gone for the stronger one to get more of a benefit had I not read the reviews and everyone's saying if you're this tall and this size, then you know, make sure you, you don't get the stronger one, you get the easier one. I did buy the easier one and it's plenty. Um, so you put it around the top of your knees if you were doing things like bridges or squats or deadlifts and you're basically creating tension through the outside of your hips um, and into your glutes and more tension than you'd get if you didn't have a band on. Um, So that's one type of band that I use and I also use um, like sort of smaller elastic versions of that, like rubber versions um, from Decathlon which were super cheap, I couldn't tell you how much they were but for a set of three different strengths um, they, they, you know, they were maybe a tenor. And again you would put them around your knees, your ankles, um, just to create added tension so you're having to fight against it it's just really good to practice those movement patterns and you can also put the longer ones like around your wrists if you're doing push-ups or around your elbows and just to create extra tension through the muscles that you're using and a quick youtube video um, will show you how to use them anywhere on your body you know and they're especially good if you're not swimming at the moment as well and then 
third option is more like a TheraBand. So they don't really last that long. They do have a tendency to break, but you can get different sort of tensions again. Um, and they would be more of a band that is a single length and you would tie knots in it or you would tie it onto the door handle and use it to do pulls, especially if you're not um, going to the, the pool. You know, you can use it for anything really. So I think like bands are really, really good to use. Um, they're really simple, really cheap. And if you're doing home workouts, they just add like that little bit of extra tension and you just get more bang for your buck if you're not able to go and lift the big, the big heavy weights at the gym. So definitely bands and fabric booty bands in particular are very good. Um, so sounds like a good stocking filler. It is a good stocking filler, right, babes? Do you want some you more might, bands? You might find some. <laughs> <laughs> you might find some in your stocking. Oh really? Oh thanks. You need to work on that booty. Yes, I need some. Uh, need some bands. <laughs> obviously. But then next on our list, so going up the price scale, is UFOs, which are shoes, and they're called recovery shoes. In fact, the next three things on our list. The science behind them is probably limited. You know, I wouldn't say it was all the most solid science. I'm sure Ufos would agree with me. Uh, sorry, would disagree with me. Um, but let's talk about your experience with Ufos, Chris. What, how, how did you buy them? Why did you buy them? Do you like them? Yeah, it was a mistake, actually, how I came across them. Um, there was a guy manning a stand at one of the open... That was the outdoor show. Outdoor show at SECC. That's right. Oh, sorry, the SEC. Yeah. As it's now called. We'll edit that out. <laughs> uh, You'll edit it out. Yes. Um, yes, he, he, the guy was manning the stall and I was wanting to try and a pair of uh, those other shoes. What were they called? Or? Oh, ons. Ons. I wanted mm -hmm. to try a pair of ons on. But the guy said, try these on first. And he was reluctant. To, he, he wouldn't let me not try them on. He was very adamant. He wanted me to try them on. So I tried them on and then straight away they were just the comfiest thing I've ever put on my feet. <laughs> they're like sandals, aren't they? Well, the, yeah, they, they look like sandals, but they're, they're rubber and, and the, um, they're, they're, they're soft, uh, the special material. Uh, I think they're just made of rubber. I, I've no idea what they're made of, but they're, just, oh. they're extremely comfy and they aid recovery for runners, mm -hmm. uh, for your arches, so that there is a built-in arch. Yeah. Which, and I just found them extremely comfy to wear. I, I just thought, and the guy was just smiling at me when I put them on because he knew <laughs> he knew like that's all he had to try was just try them on try them on he didn't even bother with a sales pitch he said just try them on just try them on so yeah I fell in love with them bought them straight away I didn't care how much they cost I was like this, this is going to be amazing <laughs> they, and they, were they, they, they were 50 quid but you can get them for about 40 now uh, um, yeah if you're careful and go on the sales you, and yeah, stuff yeah you can look around you can probably get them for 40 but they do different kinds mm -hmm. so I'd recommend you get the ones that just go over your toes that are covered you mean yeah rather than the, the standard sandal type that goes you know it goes through your big toe oh you know right I mean? yeah so like you've got the sliders, sliders or you can get like a what Australians would call a fog version like a flip yeah, flop version yeah yeah see I'm diabetic and my feet are kind of like uh, very fragile, so I would never wear the thong type of sandal. Yeah, so you wouldn't want to get because uh, my, my feet would just like disintegrate mm -hmm. with uh, that kind of friction. So um, I've always went for the other kind. It's like sliders, they're called sliders. Yeah. yeah, but the good thing about the sliders is, are you can just wear socks with them, which has, has found upon uh, <laughs> for people. But if you're in the house and you're wearing them on a hardwood floor, uh -huh. they're just the comfiest thing ever. Yeah, just and they really are. You can also like. You know, wear them to races, and like obviously they're really yeah. good for transition and oh, yeah. in and out the water. They're waterproof, obviously being made of rubber. So I wear them to the loch, don't I? When it's like, so I don't. Yeah, you do. Them. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, they're really good for like all the pebbles you can get across the pebbles. Yeah. They're handy to have. So the idea behind them is that they're they're supposed to aid your recovery in your feet and your legs after long runs. I'm not, as I say, I'm not sure that science is that sound, but you love them and they're so Yeah, no, and you obviously stole mine uh-huh, so. constantly. <laughs> what happened was, <laughs> let's go back a bit. So I tried them on. I generally am barefoot. I walk around barefoot. My shoes are barefoot or zero drop. And I tried them on and hated them and was like, no, not for me. So padded, so horrible. Get them off. And then, uh, so because of like the condition that I have, I'm really prone to like tendinopathy or like just sort of quite, um, my body's just a bit melodramatic, isn't it? It has these melodramatic reactions to things. So I I increase my running slightly and like I'll break my leg, you know. (laughs) But usually what happens is I'll get some sort of tendinopathy or tendonitis. (laughs) And uh, I had peroneal tendonitis after a running uh, holiday that we went on and uh, just was really struggling to walk it was really really painful it was horrible peroneal tendonitis is just it's very similar to Achilles tendinopathy it's just around the other side and uh, yeah I put them on and I immediately felt better and yeah. I could walk about and they were they were actually really really helpful um, so I bought a pair in the end and I've used them for like if I've had Achilles flare ups or like yeah my peroneals if they flared up or my calves and things like they they actually do really help <laughs> whether that's psychological or not I don't care but when you compare them to something else this this just leaps and bounds better than anything yeah. else really it's, it's really comfortable to put on and wear they're super I really like them yeah I'm nah, surprised me too so I'm pre- highly recommended yeah and they're about 50 quid so they're they're like maybe a wee bit more than your average stocking filler but they're a nice gift for somebody if you're just you know trying to get something for your brother that runs loads and you've no idea then like they are really good yeah yeah definitely recommended highly recommended so next up we're gonna go we're gonna jump up in price now and talk about let's talk about your um standing desk because i think like at the moment you actually bought that last year didn't you before covid before you started working from home yes so normally before post covid i would normally so I'm i'm a video editor that's my kind of job so i sit usually at desks all day uh, for long hours at a time. So my idea was that I'd, I just fancied a, stand, I fancied a standing desk for a long time and I wanted to have one in the house. Although, truth be told, it never really got used before COVID because I was always working away. <laughs> but then COVID hit and then it's like been a godsend. Yeah. It really has because now everyone's working from home practically. Yeah. And... Because I spend so much time on the computer, uh, it's just great to vary my day by by changing up and just standing and, and working standing up. Yeah, so what what did you buy? Because you bought you didn't just buy a box standard. No, I me being me, I don't know if you know me, but Kate would probably tell you I, I'm a horrendous person when I come to buying things. Uh, well, it takes you a very, very long time to decide, and then you I, usually change your mind about fifty. I times. research stuff to to the ends of the earth, and then I actually get so sick of it, I end up not, not wanting it, it anymore. <laughs> uh, I don't know if anybody can relate to that. <laughs> so bad. But no, the one I got has been amazing, and I, basically what I did is I uh, researched it like crazy. There's one that you can buy. Um, there's there's various you can buy. Uh, one thing that flagged up for me was I was going to buy one from IKEA. And then I quickly changed my mind about that because the one at IKEA, you can buy different kinds. You can buy one that you have to wind up wind yourself. Up. But yeah. you can imagine if you're doing, if you're wanting to go from sitting to standing like a few times a day, you're going to be standing there for ages winding this thing up and down. Mm. So it's on a ratchet system. 
and I get you've got that. lots of stuff on your desk as well. It's really heavy, like all your yeah. Well, I've got multiple. Gear. I've got two monitors, and I've got keyboard, mouse, and I've got an actual riser as well, which rises, lifts the monitors up, so it's at an eye level. So you're not your posture's better because if you're sat, if you're sitting at your desk all day, you don't want to be looking down at a laptop. You really want your your monitor to be at eye level if you can. If you can, a couple of books would help do something like that. Yeah. Um. So no, I went for an electric one. But not just any electric one. This one's got memory settings, which is a godsend. <laughs> because you go up and down many times a day, you just push the button and it just goes to that same height. Uh-huh. And you don't have to hold the button in to go down. You know, it's, it's great. No, let's get on. I think because we had Ailey, and Ailey does like sitting under your desk, that like yeah, she didn't want it yeah. to go up and down and crush her. So. Oh, yeah. So the one I bought was a. Uh, we're going to play into a lot of depth. That's here. interesting. Well, it's got a safety feature built in, so if there's something obstructing it, yeah. uh, it will stop. Because so, I think uh, so I, I spent about 400 quid oh, on the frame. On the frame. And then I bought my own bit of wood to go on top of it, which was uh-huh. 30 quid from IKEA. Yeah. And then so, the good thing about that is, is you can. The desk can be suited to your size. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can buy the right top, and it would just extend out. So it was expensive, but but you've used it. I mean, I've you, used it, so it much. obviously has really paid off for lockdown. Now you work from home, and yeah. you will do probably for a really long time. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It, I, yeah, I think it, it is definitely been like it has been life changing for you. And I don't, um, you know, you don't have to spend three hundred and fifty pound on a super fancy no, anti crush one. You can just, you know, you can get the wind up warrant. You can, you can. If you've got room, you can have two desks. You have one standing and one sitting one, but you like to mix yeah, it up. Yeah, like you? my friend, um, but one of my, he's a graphics designer. He did something and he got a big desk and he put like boxes on top of it. And then he, so he made a standing desk out of a few boxes. Yeah. Now that's great and all, but if you want to go, have a, if you get tired, mm-hmm. you, you want to sit down, have a wee rest. So you have to decant your desk and rearrange it again, which is a bit of a nightmare. Yeah. And since then, since I've showed him the desk I got, he went and bought the same thing. Cause yeah. He knows he how it. crazy I am, and he knows it's a good buy if I like if it. If you like it, you'll send it back. <laughs> Chris will send things back, yes. and then you'll buy them again, and then you'll send them back again. It's a and testing phase. Then you'll buy phase. them again. <laughs> it's a testing <laughs> Just process. Just like, oh, for God's sake. I mean, Amazon are, you know, you know they're, like, they're easy in returns. It's great. I will we can't promote Amazon. Right. Certain vendors <laughs> let you do free returns, so uh, I would use them. I had a little look into them. the um, I had a little look into like the science behind it because you know me, I'm, I want to know that it's actually doing something good, and um, if I'm going to spend money on it, there's not a huge amount of science. It's very mixed, um, but you know there's lots of there's lots of research that says people who sit every day have increased risk of diabetes, heart disease, early death. Too late for you for diabetes, yeah, sorry, pal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but there's some information about um, like using a standing desk may help lower your blood sugar levels um, you've not really noticed anything but you do mix it up I mean, yeah no I guess it can yeah it makes sense if you're just eating a meal it would, yeah, it would yeah. uh, burn it off it yeah. may lower your risk of heart disease um, what does it say here uh, scientists have developed a much greater understanding of the effects of sitting on heart health with prolonged sedentary time thought to increase the risk of heart disease by 147% which is quite significant it's also shown an improvement in back pain one research project showed a 32% improvement in lower back pain after several weeks of using it um, it may help improve mood and energy levels um, and it may boost productivity yeah. may help you live longer. I mean, there's plenty of research out there, whether or not it's, you know, well-conducted research is up for debate, but, 
you really like it and it's definitely something like in, in these times when we're all now working from home if your other half is going crazy then it is something to bear in mind okay and then finally um something that we both bought again we bought it a long time ago and it, i'll be honest right it's a, it's a bit of a toy it's a bit of a gimmicky toy right um yeah but it's uh, again there's science behind it does it is it really valid science i'm not sure but i also believe in the placebo effect i think that's really powerful um I mean, and if you compare it to foam rolling i would yeah. rather use this thing than foam rolling so we time. we bought a percussion massager a long time ago and you can buy again you can get them on amazon you can get them on ebay we bought the Hypervolt, which is really quiet. Um, actually, with a view that eventually I might use it in practice once I've done my course. Um, the reason why we bought it, so if you've seen them, if you've not seen them before, they're they're just like sort of hyperspeed foam rollers. Um, they, they look like guns, and you just put them on your body, and they give you like a sort of percussive massage. And um, we bought it because, like I know I've said it a hundred times, so I have like joint hypermobility. Can't really stretch. I don't like stretching too much um, because I've already, in my life, sort of severely damaged various ligaments and things. And I don't, I don't really want to do that anymore. But when you're hypermobile, you, your muscles work a lot harder to keep your joints stable. So I do get like I get muscle pain and tendon pain and all that nonsense. Um, and I don't ever, you know, I don't want to give up exercise, obviously, or give up triathlon. So we bought this to see if it would help. Um, it's really nice. <laughs> it's lovely, isn't it? I mean, you use it so much. Yeah. Like, all the time. Even if it's a placebo, I don't really care. It's just like, we bought it because we thought, oh, you know, it means we don't have to go for sports massages anymore, which we rarely ever do. Um, although we used to um, go for sports massages and things. Um, it's just a way of, like, I, I quite often will use it after a race just to sort of keep everything moving. I don't know, like... Starman's a really good example where you've been up all night and then you've got to drive home the next day, um, or you don't have to, but like we certainly have the times we've done yeah. it, and then um, you know you just seize up when you've got you know some of you that have gone to Wales will know you've had to if you've driven back from Wales yeah. after Ironman Wales like and you get out of the car and nothing works. So I tend to use it in the car after races, um, just to sort of keep my muscles you know, having some sort of movement through them <laughs> to stop them from seizing up. And I do genuinely think it really helps. Yeah, um, yeah. I really like it too. Yeah. I, don't, I don't use it as much as Kate does. No. But well, I'm studying a sports massage at yeah. the moment, so in theory you should be getting sports massages That should be, yeah. Uh, not, that's not really happened yet. <laughs> You've had a few. <laughs> <laughs> not every day, like I promise. I've been busy. Um, yeah, no, it's really good. I really like it. It just it sort of helps you just be a little bit more mobile and just helps ease your it's muscles really a little powerful. bit. It's really powerful. Yeah, it's really, really good. It's really powerful. Like, you don't want to put it on bone because it just sort of vibrates off it. But there's other, you know, you've got different kind of balls. You've got, like, ones that are... Um, attachments. Yeah, attachments. Yeah. yeah, like, sort of balls that are soft and round that go on, like, maybe uh, your the back of your calves or something that's really sensitive. And then you've got... Um, ones that look more like bullets that you would maybe put into your glutes um, and around that area to help, and it certainly has helped. Like I have, I definitely have noticed a difference in terms of mobility. Um, I kind of avoid a lot of mobility work, not because there's a huge amount of science to say it will hurt me, but I'm actually just sort of a bit fearful of it with everything that I've been doing the past few years in particular. And 
you would miss it if someone took it away. I would miss it if someone yeah. took it so away. So it's a good, yeah. it's a good thing to have. Yeah. Yeah, you'd recommend it. I like it. Yeah. And you don't have to go full Buna Hypervolt. No, I've seen them in uh, online shops. Uh huh. Well, Claire down a lot the road. Less. Claire yeah. down the road has, has got one from an online shop, and she spent about eighty quid on it. She loves it, and I don't think it's any much yeah, better than yeah. the one we've got. It's maybe a bit louder, but yeah, yeah. I think Theragun's another brand. Yeah. I've seen them used a lot. And they're bringing in new ones all the time, so the yeah. one we've got is probably quite old now, I would imagine. Old and out of date, and yeah. probably It more. still works, though, it's great. Yeah. And you've. I mean, I've Kate, I've Kate Pearson it a few yeah, times. Yeah, Kate's quite clumsy when Listen, it comes that's yeah. just, just It's part of your genetic, yeah. That's just, yeah. <laughs> Keep reminding him. Yeah. I can't help it. It's You're on your third laptop now, aren't you? Side effect. Well, what, in the past three years? <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> Not in life, obviously. I've been through about 400. Right. Yeah. I can't help it. Okay. <laughs> Shut up. Listen, this is us now. We're going to start and go and have a fight. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Four different things that are a bit more lifestyle oriented, specifically, I suppose. Um, but four things that we have in our life that we quite like and that make nice presents for people, depending on your budget and things. But yeah. don't be shy of the bands, man. Ten quid gets you three bands from Decathlon and they're very useful. The UFOs, though. I know you're I into mean, the UFOs, that's just, your thing. Yeah, I think try a pair on. <laughs> And uh, maybe uh, maybe sandals things aren't for you. And who really likes sandals anyway? Not me. I've never been a sandal person. No. But these things are the comfiest thing. Yeah. Especially if you if you've got hardwood floors. Yeah. Around your house, you can just walk around in them. And also, if you've got a standing desk, they're great to stick on when you're standing up because you can buy like a mat, one of those thick rubber mats that goes underneath yeah. the standing desk. But that can, becomes a hassle. Yeah. To to like if you want to sit down, you have to get the mat out of the way and find a place to stick it and it's just up against the wall mm -hmm. or something but if you're wearing your rufos you, you can just walk around and you can be on, on your own mat yeah. anywhere you go it's great cool going out to the garden that's, that's good Oh, thanks babes no worries thanks for joining me thanks for being the only man on the 2020 podcast well maybe next episode or <laughs> December 2020 podcast oh this is the last say. one of the year is it that's the last one of the oh, year right. okay. Christmas and that isn't it because okay. it's your somebody's birthday oh, in between Christmas and New Year, so I won't have time to make a New Year podcast until the actual New Year. Big party of mine? Eh, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> there will be no party. Sorry, babes. Okay. We will keep our champagne for ourselves. <laughs> right, thank you so much, and thank you, as always, for helping me edit the podcast. You're very clever. Oh, no worries. <laughs>
obviously didn't pan out. <laughs> but let's try again. We'll try again with goal setting for 2021. Um, and yeah, thanks so much. Happy New Year when it comes. And we'll see you in 2021.